listening to the Batman Universe Commentaries, brought to you by thebatmanuniverse.net. Join the staff of the Batman Universe as we watch another exciting incarnation of the Cape Crusader from his extensive media library. Batman Universe Commentaries. Once again, my name is Donovan, and today I'm joined by... This is Stella. This is Melinda. And this is Terrence. And once again, we are coming to you with commentaries for the Batman, uh, the Batman cartoon called The Batman. Today we're talking about episode number five, titled The Big Chill. Hmm... I wonder what the villain is in this episode. So um, before we get to this episode, I would actually like to start with Terrence, because we kind of missed him in the last episode. Do um, you have anything you want to say about your general feelings about the series or this episode in particular before we actually get into the episode proper? Yeah, I, I did, and that's why I kind of emailed you and wanted to be on, because when this first came out, I absolutely hated this series. Um, yeah, it came out, I guess, 2004, so I was uh, 29 when it came out, and I was such a huge Batman, the animated series fan, that I, when I saw this, I just was so angry at it. How could they do this? And uh, But I actually grew to really like the series, and by the end of it, I really loved it and um, hated when it uh, went off the air, and then... When uh, Batman Brave and the Bold came on and all these people were, you know, who were in their 20s, like I was, uh, bad-mouthing Brave and the Bold, and how could they come out with this, and this isn't Batman, I was like, wow, is that how I sounded? Was I that big of a baby back then? So, um, yeah, thanks for having me on, and I'm glad to kind of look back at it and see... how it kind of the series did kind of change, and towards the end it was a lot different, especially when they brought in Batgirl and Robin, and then the whole Justice League in season five. So it definitely went through some changes, but um, yeah, I, I grew to really like it. What what uh what aspect about it did you really uh, enjoy? Well, you know, I think when they brought in um, Batgirl, I really liked the design of Batgirl, and I, and I know they they brought in Batgirl first over Robin because of the Teen uh-huh. Titans thing. But uh, I kind of like that angle of, of Batgirl coming in first, then Robin. Uh, I like the dynamic that Robin and Batgirl had. It was kind of like sibling rivalry, but it was pretty cool. Um, and then, you know, this series kind of focused a little bit more on some of the gadgets. And uh, as much as I love the animated series, sometimes the action was a little, little choppy, a little stock, a little slow. And this definitely had much better action scenes and action sequences in it. So uh, maybe not as good as, like, I just watched the new Arkham Knights trailer, so that it kind of pales in comparison to that. But um, for for the time, and at, at the time in 2004, it was pretty good. Okie dokie. Well, there you go, Stella. You have somebody in your corner. Again. Yay! <laughs> uh, we're, 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 you two are at least going to be on for the uh, Backgirl Begins two-parter. Yeah. That'll be good. Give me strength. Um, do you, uh, Stella, Melinda, do you have anything to say before we jump into the big chill? So... I know you guys know who the villain is. To me, the the episode kind of could go either way. It could go Joe Chill. It could go Mr. Freeze. So I'm excited for either one. Uh, spoilers, it's one of those. Uh, I'm thinking it's Firefly. But oh, that I thought is... it was going to be, it'd be like, a, you know, what are those called? Oxymoron? <laughs> 
Uh, no, what's great about this is um, I think it's just a really interesting take on this particular villain. I think, um, I mean, sp- can we spoil it? Do you want me to wait to talk about well, this later? I'll take off my headphones. <laughs> okay. Wait okay. a few moments. Okay, so it happens to be, uh, obviously, Victor Freeze. And, okay, can put it back on. Uh, but I think oh throughout, you know, his his lifetime, at least in my experience, very much like Two-Face, I think there's always a sympathetic side um, to him. And, and, I mean, especially with his wife and, and something you always want to sort of empathize with him and you feel bad for him and you understand why he's doing what he's doing. But this one really has an edge to him. And I think it only progresses over time. And in Artifacts, I think it's sort of the, the top of everything. But I, I just love how it's just a different take on this particular villain, and, and I think that it works really well for him. Okay, just telling um, Linda when to get back on the call so she won't be spoiled. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, this is a, becoming a, very quickly a wacky show to talk about, and I shall say no more. So we are paused at zero zero as always, at the very beginning, when there's nothing but um, – the dark black of the night to meet you. Uh, so, if you're ready to watch The Big Chill with us for the Batman Universe commentaries, uh, get ready on a count of three, and then I'll say the word play, and then we can play. So, counting down from uh, three to one. Three, two, one, play. It's really hot. Where do you guys it think Gotham City is located? It is Firefly. There's always a debate about where exactly Gotham City is located in, in uh, the United States. Where do you guys think it is? New Jersey, New York, Toronto? I don't know. No, that's that's Canada. That's, you cannot just appropriate our cities. <laughs> I promise I wouldn't do it again. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. This is a little Gilligan's Island joke here. I don't know. Who <laughs> calls him Little Buddy? Yeah. No, I always thought it was New York. That's kind of how they draw it a lot in the comics. Especially in Batman Forever when there's a Statue of Liberty for some reason. <laughs> yeah. This episode is actually written by Greg Weissman. Yes, it is. Who, um, who, uh, everybody get ready. He did a Spider-Man cartoon. Go, go, go. Yep. But he's also currently of Arrow fame, is he not? Is he? Is he working on there? Well, he also did Young Justice, which is pertinent to our our show. Well, you guys did. Uh. Now, we're going to get into this later on, but uh, this is the first major interpretation of Freeze that's not derived from the animated series version with the... um, Just like how they kind of did that origin. And he's a lot more of a... Uh, just generally speaking, he's a lot more of a... Two-timing criminal than a uh, an anti-villain, I suppose, and we yeah. kind of see how that unravels itself. And his he's voiced by Clancy Brown, if you realize, um, who did Lex Luthor. He did. He has Iceman's powers. He said, "Have an ice evening." And when I heard that, I was like, "Oh God, <laughs> we're in trouble." Yeah. <laughs> this one has a few one-liners that Arnold could have said, but <laughs> I probably did. Yeah, the uh, I was I was watching the behind the scenes um, earlier today, and they said that Heart of Ice was such a great episode that they just try to go with the complete opposite of Heart of Ice, and I, I think it kind of works here. There's one scene later on where like 
freezes and bitter, he actually thanks Batman for it. He's like, thank you for creating me. I thought that was kind of a cool take on him to go the opposite way. It's actually, it kind of reminds me of, um, well, I'll, I'll, tell you what, I'll tell you what it first reminds me of when, it, when we get to it, but like, it's the first take on Freeze that really kind of like, I don't want to say, I hesitate to say it goes back to the comics, because like, the comics version of Freeze from the Silver Age was really, really like kind of bland, but the, just uh, the guy with the ice gimmick, it is, you know, that's all you kind of need from him rather than the backstory. It's the first one to kind of develop the powers rather than the uh, motivation. Look at them guns. <laughs> oh, Alfred, you're the best gentleman's gentleman ever. Alfred was really, like, groovy in this cartoon. He was like, oh, Master Bruce, you should go to the basketball game and flirt with some honeys. You should do this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think he realizes, and that's always been true, that he realizes how important the other identity is for Bruce. And I think not only to make sure that he's seen, but also because I, I think it, it helps keep Bruce sane. You're right. Yeah, there's also that moment in Batman Begins where he's like, you know, we should find some uh, excuses for some those bruises, Master Wine. <laughs> yeah. These are great. It, it reminds me of the old Batman series, um, like Let's Get Ready and Put On Our Belts and stuff, as well as, you know, George Clooney and him putting on his, his belt. And his pants. With the rubber nipples. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was actually going to say the music kind of sounds a little bit like the 60s cartoon, but like in different, uh, in like a minor or whatever. This is the second way that we saw him come out. The other one was out of a dumpster. It's very undignified with that, man. <laughs> this is one thing that I always like. It, it's always inconsistent considering the audience about freeze. If he freezes, you you either die or you need to be thawed. Uh, you know, within like I guess an hour or so. Wouldn't you not be able to breathe? I would think that would take precedence over the temperature. I know, it drives me crazy. That's okay. a cool visual. Da-dun-da. Oh, wow, she's, she's in her party wear again, Donovan. Oh. Well, she did just, you know, there was a gala on the boat. She wanted to make <laughs> sure she wasn't underdressed when she was investigating. <laughs> It is a heat wave, so she can't be dressed, you know, like she's going to walk her dog. Now the skies are purple. They're green, purple, red, like, randomly. I think, See, isn't that cool? Oh, uh, what, what exactly? Uh, the the Bible beyond how it has that ion trail that it weaves behind. I think it's cool. I think it's kind of productive, but I think it's cool. How is it counterproductive? <laughs> well, like, you know, well, let's follow this ion trail to, you know, Wayne Manor where we find out that he's... I don't know. It's, I'm not going to argue it, but, like... You're ridiculous. They didn't follow the bat boat. They're not going to follow the bat yeah. mobile. They're not going to follow the bat plane. You just don't follow Batman. You don't do it. I do really like Freeze's design. This is, I think it's, it's... In terms of something that's different, it's really interesting. Like, a, yeah, a guy... Very sinister, too. Right. Which I think fits his this particular characterization. I like his weapon. It's like a modified ice pick. That was that was a good design. 
Yeah, that's kind of cool. He's basically Bobby Drake in this cartoon. <laughs> Take a shot. Who that? As if you don't know. I <laughs> I don't, but I'll refrain from asking. Are you being... Oh, Bobby Drake is Iceman in... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Have you ever tried not being a mutant? I think it's really like... There's... There's an Eastern influence in the artistic style of the show. And how Freeze, like, shoot ice like Kai Blasts. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> this belongs on another show of mine. I I love the way um, they use Batman's cape. Like, it's very much another character. Mm-hmm. Uh, just how it falls and how he uses it when he's midair. I think that's a great animation style that they've got. Oh, dear. This is not good. I do like when they show Batman incapacitated by the villain whenever he gets cold and stuff. It can't be. Well, it shows, yeah, that he's not inhuman because I think some of the things we run into now is that everyone wants Batman to be the best and he can, like, nothing can happen to him. So it's great to see when something does happen to him and he learns from it. How did you? How do God. you know it's Victor Freeze now when you couldn't tell when he was inside the <laughs> ice bubble? That's him freezing Batman really when I first watched I haven't seen this episode before today and like when he just grabs him and freezes him I was like whoa that's pretty evil do you want to build a snowman <laughs> <laughs> nice that matches your Skype icon the Batman snowman you see images of a of a female in, in his car so maybe that's a uh, Battling the bot during my power so supply. Heist partner oh. is in the car with him. Yes or no? Even that car has like an ion trail with the headlights. Uh oh. So he's dead. I was going to say earlier, this is like a take on Mr. Freeze that, that really is, he's not like Mr. Noble Scientist trying to do science for his wife. He's like a unnoble, immoral bad guy trying to steal diamonds. Noble, isn't it? I-G-N-O-B-L-E. Does that mean the same thing? Or Well, we can geek out about it later. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just a common thug. Yep. After the ice. If you know what we're saying. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, And ends up screwing over an entire cryonics lab. Are there supposed to be clones in there? Or Iceman? I think it's a cryogenic freeze, like, freezing lab. It's Rachel Gould's Damian Wayne factory. Yeah, he's in there. If only the series had gone on. (laughs) This... This should have killed him. <laughs> How did he survive? Sheer luck. This reminds me of um, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and now he's trying to save the blonde lady, but she really wants that cup, and he's like, let it go, let it go. And she just reaches for it and falls down the chasm. He was too, I mean, he was too focused on the wealth. I'll have to look out for that whenever I see that movie. 
the blonde German lady, right? Yep. I can't remember. Was her name Elsa? It was, I think. That sounds German. Okay. <laughs> that sounds German to me. Yeah. Let's go with it. Germanish. What do we think about the uh, take that Freeze has li- literal Freeze powers as opposed to, like, just a Freeze biology? Uh, for this... Like a metahuman. Yeah. I said for this show and, and the design of the villains of this show, I think it worked really well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Those guns, I'm sorry. They're not, they don't look like guns. They look like a grappling gun hooked to a, a rocking chair. I agree with you, Terrence. So, like, I'm not really bothered by it because it is... It fits the style of the show. Well, and I think with Batman's rogues, we're so used to them being normal people oh, who are who are criminals, but but still, you know, average strength, average whatever. They're not superhuman or mutant in any way. That it is a little disconcerting to see it at first, but you're right with the style of the show and with the Joker that we just got introduced to. It seems to fit. Those guns really bother me because they don't look like, like people ride on the '90s show of Spider-Man. Take a shot about fake-looking guns. Those guns look like I don't know. Gas Some shows, yeah, you can't have guns in a kids' cartoon, but the the last time I showed, gonna get away with it. If he had that the entire time, why did he not choose to use it earlier? <laughs> yeah. Shh. Oh, right. Oh, I had to tell the origin story. <laughs> he had to wait. <laughs> he didn't want to right, the, the villain had to mod- <laughs> Woo! Free ride. This reminds me of um, a similar scene happens in uh, Haunted Night when he's battling the Scarecrow. He got a He actually arrives in a very similar pose in the Batmobile, like, like knocked out like that. And coming up here, I love how Alfred just throws the serving tray <laughs> here. I don't know why, but I do. No time for hot cold drinks. Yeah. <laughs> and how ironic that someone named Freeze would get ice powers. Just what were the chances? <laughs> yeah. The irony is actually satanic. Yeah. But I, I do like Mr. Freeze a lot in this one because he does seem so much more powerful and menacing. And, you know, as much as I like the animated series and Heart of Ice, I mean, Batman beat him with the thermos of soup and broke his jar in that – or head – jar head in that. So this it's, – it's, he is a much more powerful, much more imposing villain in this one. What was that? The only way to fight a cold. <laughs> yeah. He's literally, like, like, doing, like, Elsa stuff with the – changing the weather. Those – God, those guns again. Oh, they're dead. I remember the first episode of Young Justice, Batman and Robin are fighting Mr. Freeze, and he kills, like, five people in that show, and they don't show him, like, uh, get back to normal. We're probably just meant to assume they are. Like, they're fine, and they're back to normal. Yeah, Sally's day, okay. This is, uh, oh, I, I almost said that this was cold of him, but, like, I saved you guys from that pun until just now. Is that homeless man again? I know, like... What? <laughs> wow. That was that just poor like, guy. It's evil. been years. He's been down on his luck for a long time. And his luck's about to run out. Well, I guess that's the end of him. <laughs> yeah. Forever and ever and ever. 
Uh-oh. Hopefully Poison Ivy will stop him in Gotham Park. <laughs> Adam and Eve. No, no, he's Adam and Evil. <laughs> yeah. I don't really, I'm not really a big fan of Batman wanting to give up for stupid reasons, and this is another long line of them. Freeze. He's right. I should quit forever. <laughs> yeah. Those years of training done. Well, I don't think that's a stupid reason. I think that's going a little too far. Because don't you think, I mean, he, he has taken on this mantle in order to fight crime and really help Gotham out. So to hear that from his negligence or just an accident caused by him, he created one of the people that he's fighting against. I think that could potentially cause you to think about what am I doing? Am I doing it the right way? Should I be doing this at all? You know, that reminds me of Stella. What? Batman Ego. Yeah, exactly. Or, or, or later on, Jason Todd. He's like, well, I don't want to fight Jason Todd ten years ago. Let me adopt him and make him rough and then watch him die. <laughs> and not avenge him. The not avenging was pretty important. <clears throat> but I don't know. Like, like, like I, I, I wasn't happy seeing, like, you know, maybe I should give up because... For, it's not, the exact same thing happened in the 60s show. Because they exposit that, like, oh, it wasn't your fault, Batman, that, like, that fight in the lab turned him into Mr. Freeze. And Adam West, like, pretends to be sad about it. It's actually <laughs> hilarious. This is where he rips off Night Owl with his snowsuit. These yeah. are, yeah, he's got some pretty neat suits, though, throughout the show. Okay, they kind of scream toy, but I don't really have a problem with, like, them doing, like, toy marketing with the end of the show. Because I do kind of like that as, as a, as a change-up. It reminds me of Moon Knight. Marvel, take a shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> How is anybody uh, ever going to make it through this episode? IDK! I don't, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> you have any idea how drunk I am right now? <laughs> <laughs> that guy's mustache was froze. Like, he was like in mid-flight. <laughs> I think this, this version of Freeze, it's not my favorite version, but I think it's played well enough where, like, He's not, there's not much to him, but he's played evil. Yeah, it's hard to top Heart of Ice, but at least, thanks to Arnold Schwarzenegger, we know it'll never be the worst version. So, yeah. Or the funniest. Yeah. Your heart will freeze and beat no more. This, this episode needed a musical number for Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Can you be cold back? I, I don't know. I'll show him now. Did he just have bat skis come out of his boots? Oh, my God. Oh, man. I'm not there yet, but I know it's coming. There is a certain level of, like, like even my enthusiasm <laughs> for, like, the, a Batman show. Yeah, there's a level of corn to this show that, like, really challenges me. Well, and it's just, you hit a certain level, and you're like, okay, you're asking me to suspend my disbelief this much, and I'm fine with that. We are contractually agreed to that. It's one of those things where it's like, even it's in Batman and Robin... extra little bit that they throw in. Even in Batman and Robin, it wasn't out of character for Batman and Beefs that prepared, but it was just patently ridiculous. I don't know. It's like the invisible car and dying of the day. It's a bit too much. It's too much. Yeah, I like dying of the day. <laughs> Why do I even bother? <laughs> so this is the 
Remember the flamethrowers? That's actually pretty awesome. He should have brought in the Star Wars line. I have the higher ground. <laughs> you don't know the depths of my power. And then he cuts him in half. He just cut off his leg. I thought the Batmobile was going to, like, like, jump on top of Mr. Freeze. I thought that would have been pretty cool. <laughs> That's pretty dark for a cartoon. <laughs> Once again, why did why did he wait so long to bring out the flamethrowers? Wouldn't you lead with those? <laughs> I know. Because we need all this exposition. Yeah. We can't get it if you just jump to the gadget. I'm wondering where um, Chief Rojas is in all this. Again, another character I'm pretty sure is not from the comics, although he might be. But um, I could use that right now. Whoa. Yeah, so here's, I think, really we're starting the, the separation of those two and their, their philosophies on who Batman is and how he should be dealt with. I know what happens to um, Bennett uh, by the yep. end of the first season. Does Yendel carry on throughout the rest of the series? I say Yendel. Yen? Yen, yeah. Okay. It takes a little while, but then uh, basically the Bennett is almost like a catalyst. Uh, what happens to him is a catalyst for them to sort of repair a relationship and create, become partners, but it takes a little while. She, does, she doesn't like uh, say, oh, I blame you for this, Batman. It's your fault that my partner... Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> so, um, let's get this kid. I read this spoiler. You can go ahead. It's, it's your fault that my partner, you know, went crazy in a killing joke as story and became Duf- uh, Clayface. So there's that. Although, I do know, I do know that, like, um, I'm not seeing a lot of episodes with, with Commissioner Gordon, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how he's introduced in the show. Uh, is that season two or season three? I th- it was later with season three because he came on with Batgirl. Okie dokie. And they fought like a uh, fifth grade poison ivy, I believe. Well, the same. Yeah, her origin is in tandem with, whatchamacallit, with Batgirl, which is nice. I think it's cool. Batgirl begins with poison ivy is the original title. So, we are at the end of the episode. Um, I guess it's a bit more uh, prudent to talk about the episode where it's handling this freeze now that we're at the end and the Linda scene and everything. Um, any overall general final thoughts on the Big Chill and their take on Mr. Freeze? And whoever wants to go in first, just jump in. Don't worry about interrupting anybody. I'm not picky. <laughs> you bashful people. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go back and start with Terrence real quick. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of liked it, considering that they were trying to do something different from Heart of Ice and, and the Mr. Freeze. Um, I've, I've really, I know there's mixed emotions about it, I really don't like what they've done with Mr. Freeze in the comics and, and changed his origin and the whole Nora thing being not really his wife. Uh, so um, this is definitely, I think, better than that, from in my opinion, but I know some people do like that. Uh, there's been some heated debates on that. So, uh, <laughs> you know. Yeah, <laughs> that was not intended. Um, but uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's definitely for uh, aimed at a, a younger audience and kind of a kid kid friendly, toy friendly market. But uh, overall, I I enjoyed it. What about you, Melinda? Um, very very different than 
the origin that you're used to in the comics. Um, and it's it's odd, like I mentioned, to see a, a Batman rogue with actual powers or, and not just some crazy with some gadgets or anything like that. Like, he had the ability to create the ice. Um, it was... It was a change of pace. I can't say that I, I don't particularly care for Mr. Freeze as a villain. Um, he's just never been one of my favorites. But the fact that they were able to turn this and make it different and that they came out and said, oh, we, we chose to make this different from Heart of Heart of Ice. Yeah. Um, the fact that they chose to go pull her up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get out. <laughs> The fact that they chose to go uh, to the opposite end of the spectrum with this origin story, I thought was really great. Like, as you said, nothing ignoble. It is ignoble about it. Um, or, sorry, he is rather. Yeah. Nerd. Oh. Um, he's he's really just in it for himself. There's no greater pursuit of science. It's just no. I want these diamonds, and I'm going to take them, and I'm going to keep taking them, and now I have a better way to take them. The science of being rich. Yeah. Um, I, I guess you can say something, Stella. Oh, you know, that's like, I hate you. <laughs> Good comment. I agree with Stella. What? Oh, uh, anyway. Poor Donovan. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, I guess I spoiled it all because I sort of said what I thought about him at the very beginning uh, when Melinda was off call. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's great that we do really take this character that, again, we sympathize with because he's trying to find a cure for his wife and, and so he has to steal in order to sort of finance what he's doing. And we just really take out, we really give him this cold heart, you know, this guy that, we don't really care about, but he's an awesome villain, and he can actually go toe-to-toe with Batman because I think it. there are really easy fights that I think we've seen with, with Mr. Freeze, and he just keeps getting better, and I think, like I said, artifacts, he's really intense, and, and he's uh, transformed into something else. Um, so he's just, I, I love it. I love it. Okay, um, for me... I the aspects of this I thought were interesting. I mean, obviously, I probably prefer the uh, Paul Dini origin of, of Mr. Freeze their take on the character more. But I mean, Mr. Freeze isn't like my all-time favorite villain either. I mean, I like him a lot, but like I don't. He doesn't round out my top five or anything. Um, I thought that it was an interesting and almost obvious choice to do something different with the character that didn't necessarily go against um, what's come before. Um, I, you know, you know what I mean. Like, like, I think that like uh, the Scott Snyder, uh, James Tynion version might technically go against Heart of Ice, whereas this one's just a completely different break. It was more of a sixty show take, which is fine. That, that doesn't mean it's bad. It's just you know a guy who's a crook gets powers. Um, I'm I'm sure people cried foul when they saw this. Like, what do you mean he has powers and he was just a crook? But like you know, uh, change is good sometimes. So I think that like. In terms of making it different, it was interesting to look at. It was interesting to watch. I think that Clancy Brown did a great job in the performance. Um, there was some. I think that the puns uh, were a bit inappropriate. And that man, when Batman popped out with his uh, skis, I did say what. What and do you that, mean <laughs> inappropriate? Can you please explain yourself? Is it? Is it, 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 it's, it's like um, uh, at the very beginning when he's leaving the boat? He's like, uh, "I see you later" or something like that. Like. 
Like the very obvious freeze. Oh, uh, I have to see you. Something, something along those lines where it's like, oh, <laughs> like it's such an easy freeze joke to do. It's like, why can't we just refrain from? But at the same time, it does. It, my enjoyment was never ruined, so I can't complain all that much because no, I don't really feel like doing so. So I thought it, I thought it was okay. You know, I thought that was interesting. And um, I know we got requests to do this episode, so I hope whoever requested it um, agree with us, or if they disagree with us, don't say a word. Um, or just email. Please flood Donovan's email uh, <laughs> account because he's going to get that. Hey, let me. I want to comment on some of the things because you're about to end the show as if you get the final word. <laughs> Number one, this is Batman. How? I mean, I don't really see a problem with skis coming out of his boots because. <laughs> I, I don't see because think of all the gadgets he has. It looks how, so is, stupid. how do you accept the um the heat thing that he had in his utility belt, but you don't accept ski boots? I don't I don't understand that. Also, I I think that you know the puns. I mean, I think they're fun for the show. I didn't have an issue with them. Maybe they were too much. Too much. Too much. John, Josh Bertoni was certainly take issue with them. I'm sure. But, you know, I think that Clancy Brown just does such a great job that there was no, oh, man, this reminds me of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger for me. I think it was very much he made them his own, and they had this sinister feel because he always had this deep and, and sinister laugh after it. So I had no problems with it, but you can agree with Donovan, or you can agree with the better person, and that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't I even bring you all these? All you do is from the first one. All you do is take shots at me when my back is turned. Okay. Um, <clears throat> well, if that's enough uh, ribbing for this episode, and again, I, I, I uh, hope to endeavor to get you guys on to do some more commentaries for the Batman. I think it'd be a fun experiment because it's almost ten years since this show came out. Mm-hmm. You can find uh, this and other commentaries on the Batman Universe commentaries section, the BatmanUniverse.net. Along with many other podcasts, uh, everybody loves the Drake podcast, Batfans podcast, the Batman uh, Universe Comic podcast, Batman Universe specials, the Batman Universe main podcasts, and nothing else. So until uh, the next commentary, this is Donovan. Uh, hopefully, I'll like Donovan a little bit more on the next commentary. This is Stella. <sighs> this is Melinda. And this is Terrence. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I guess you've been listening to the Batman Universe commentaries where we've been talking about episodes from the Batman. We will see you on the next commentary if I survive that long. (laughs) It's day to day, people. Okay, here we go. Is it doing it? Now, now, it's, now it's working. Are you sure? Yeah, no, because it, it, it... Are you positive? I'm 100 positive. Are you... Get off me! <laughs> it's, 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 it's like, like, you know, like it's like 44, 52, 60p. Okay. All right. Okay. Are we ready? Okay. <coughs> Hack. What in the world? Yeah, just, just a normal cough. Don't think I'm... Is there any other? <laughs> Terrence, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for putting up with my nonsense. 
<laughs> no problem. It hasn't begun yet, Terrence. No okay. Problem yet? Uh, yeah. yeah, just wait for it. <laughs> this is equivalent to like, but like, like just like have it, surrounding me in a circle with bats. Why can't I have? <laughs> like you're the copier in Office Space. Uh, yeah. The fax machine. Okay. Hello and welcome again to the Batman Universe commentaries. Swallow. My name is Donovan Morgan Grant, and this time I am joined not only by, um, let's start with Stella first. What in the world? Are you Deep Throat, you said? Swallow? <laughs> what in the world? That's all I was thinking. Like, all right, fine. Your name again, man. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. We'll do it again. Gracious. <laughs> Bill Riley this whole thing up. Okay, um, for intros, Stella, Melinda, then Terrence. Is that good? Okay. <laughs> I gotta get this thing out of my throat. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is recording. This is this is cool. I know it is. Oh, <clears throat> hack. Uh, 